0: we you were the way rain-
1: Welcome to the show. This is Conversations with Christians. My name is Jason and I am a Christian, and we're here to talk about uh, whatever's on our minds. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're here. It is uh, Wednesday evening. Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday. There, sunshine.
2: Wait, it is?
1: Very much so. <laughs> what in the heck? Yeah. Very much so Wednesday.
2: Man, I hate those moments.
1: Yeah, I'll bet you do. That's really bad. So I'm joined here with my daughter, Hannah. Mm -hmm. She's 16 going on 17. Mm -hmm. Um, She has uh, had a a pretty good walk with Christ, um, learning just as everybody is. Um, She's come a long way uh, over the last year, year and a half, and uh, I'm very proud of her and Proud that she's going to uh, be preaching this weekend uh, with uh, Grace Church East, Grace Community Church. You always do I that. always mess it up; <laughs> it's terrible. Um, so that's our our new church that we go to, that we're uh, quite fond of, uh, Grace Community East in uh, Newark. We'd love to have you join us. Church starts around uh, nine fifteen, nine thirty. Hannah usually is on worship team. Are uh, you going to be doing worship team this weekend too? Mm-hmm. So worship and. Doing a little uh, teaching, so Hannah's going to do some teaching tonight. She's going to practice uh, for the sermon on uh, Sunday. So I'm going to turn it over to her, and I'm going to mute my mic and enjoy the sermon. In uh, joy, Hannah.
2: Hey guys, so this is kind of a cool sermon. Um, when I started, it was about a month and a half ago, and I was driving, and my mom and I are going somewhere, and I kind of glanced up at the sky, and I was like, I wonder how far the sun is, or how big the sun is, one of those. And within a month and a half time, each day I would get random questions in my brain. And I was like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing with these? I didn't feel compelled to look them up because they were just funny, like, oh, I wonder kind of questions. But then I got some sort of something, something from God that was like, you need to write this stuff down. You need to do research on this stuff because this needs to be used and I need to use you. Um to do it so we're going to be talking a little bit about your identity in christ and that brings you to questions about the universe so if you would trust me for a second i want you to close your eyes and i want you to look at your hands and what you're going to see is you're going to see the lines which are why are you laughing good sir i want to add anything to that yeah you're muted.
1: In this, i apologize for for jumping in here but this is kind of to practice as well um please don't have me close my eyes and look at my hand oh i will yeah because i can't do that
2: all right close your eyes and oh that wasn't that was for another moment all right yeah there you it's all right we're okay. good we're yeah, good yeah,
1: you just, I, I didn't this mean is it, gonna happen i'm getting stressed I out i didn't mean to interrupt you're fine just, yeah, <laughs> you know i just i thought that was kind of silly so yeah, uh, silly. okay put,
2: imagine put The world of possibilities. Anyways, we're going to resume here.
1: Yeah, so just have me look at my hand, if you will.
2: Okay, so if you want to trust me for a second, I want you to look at your hands. Look at the detail in your fingerprints. Now I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to think about a time where you were in your lowest point, whether you would call that your rock bottom or one of your deepest struggles that it took a while to get out of. Um, I want you to think about that time that you felt God wasn't there. So if someone were to walk up to you and tell you, how do I know that God loves me? How would you personally respond? I've had to think about and talk about how I'd respond to that question. I'm trying. Anyways. I've had to think about and talk about with my father how I would respond to that question because I couldn't be a hypocrite and not be able to respond if I'm teaching you about this. So um, we're going to talk about how to reply to that question and take it a step further. And we're going to go right in and start with facts about fingerprints. So fingerprints started in the Bible. God gave them to us so we would have a personalized and unique, unique marking. Francis Gallen, an English scientist, found out that only one in 64 billion fingerprints are a match. And even after that, there is no DNA or bloodline exactly the same. Therefore, God loves you so much that he only made one of you, and we are one of a kind. So one that you probably know is that fingerprints are used to solve most crimes. Okay, so let's circle back for a second. God gave us fingerprints as a personalized and unique marking in that he loves us so much he only made one of a kind. Not to mention that he knew the plans for us before we were even born. We'll get to that. Fingerprints are also one of the system's biggest ways of identification. So we're going to go to Job 37.7, and we're going to read that in King James Version. He stealth up the hand of every man, that all men may know his work. Along with one of a kind, he knows how many hairs are on your head. That is Luke 12.7, and that is going to be an NIV. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid, you are worth more than many sparrows. He also knows when you sit and when you rise. Psalm 139, 1-4. This is NIV. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and lying down. You are familiar with all my ways before a word is on my tongue. You, Lord, know it completely. So I know that we've already talked about a lot and I've thrown a lot of facts and logic already in this message. But that's kind of what makes it so amazing because along with God knowing you so well, He takes your fingerprints and He takes scripture and He brings it into the fact that when we feel worthless and alone and like we can't really be used, He takes that and He's like, hey, my child, you have unique fingerprints, and i made you one of a kind there's no one else like you in the entire world um i kind of got taken back by that when i thought about it because like yeah that's all i've been taught and i'm sure that's all you were ever taught as a as a little kid growing up but for me that was just like that's who i am but it didn't really stick when you have those moments or when i had those moments it kind of just like oh okay i'm god's child not really sure what to do with that, but I thought about it while writing this, and I was like, wow, like, he really did create me one of a kind, and he really did put unique markings on me that are one of a kind that no one else has. So, we all know that someone could ask you and or fight you on whether or not God loves him. But one question that I've been asked, or roughly asked, but I feel worthless and small, so why and how did he create someone like me? That is a really difficult question, and I've been asked by it by a lot of teenage girls, 12, 13, 14, uh, ex-best friends that I've been asked, Like, and that's that brings me down because it's like I being a Christian, like you don't get to those points always. And most of the time with these young Christian girls, they are struggling with the fact that they are one of a kind and they have that question circling their head a lot. Um, so to me, it's a heartbreaking and seems to be a hopeless question. I've actually felt that way. And I've known a lot of girls who feel this way still. I'm sure you all have as well in one point or the other. To feel worthless, lost, unusable, like you don't belong, like God should not have created you, is one of the most—it's one of the worst feelings I think you could ever feel, especially as a Christian. Um, but I have a couple verses that I was led to share with you that are kind of go—they—they they go along with this um, question. Um, Ephesians two ten. This is AMP. For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from the above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us, beforehand taking paths which he set, so that we would not walk in them, living in the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. And then Second Timothy one nine with NIV. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given in his Christ in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. That verse always gets me because like it it always brings me back to like the fact that he got nailed to a cross in the most inhuman way and the pain was the worst pain that you that a, that a human being could ever endure. So he died for us and he died with a he died for us in the most painful way. I don't know why I just like it always gets me in the fact that I get down about myself or I don't like the way I look or my smile. A lot of things that teenagers feel, guys and girls, and even a lot of adults. Um, But then I get taken back to this verse because, like, he called us to a holy life. And it's not because of anything we have done. Because I wasn't worth saving at all. I didn't deserve it. None of us deserve it. But... It was of his own purpose and grace, and that's pretty amazing. Um, So here's where my universe questions start to come in, and it's kind of funny the way this was put together, because I was like, how am I going to put universe facts and my own questions about them into a message? And I prayed about it for a while, And I, like I said, this was a month and a half long that I continued to pray and write and rough draft and type and all this. Um, so say they still feel like that. What do you do? Well, how big and extraordinary do you think the universe is? This was kind of funny because I was jotting things down and, um, talking about it with random family members. And I was like, man, the universe is so cool. It's so big, but How big is it actually? And this is when I sat down at the dinner table for like four and a half hours off and on just researching and calculating because all of these were in kilometers and I didn't understand it um, because I can't do math. Um, the reason why I'm asking you this is because if you or this other person feel small and maybe unusable, showed, show them how big he made the world and how intricate he designed the universe. Now, this is also for you. I want to show you how big the world is, and I'm only hoping and praying there's no astronomers in here because then I'm, it's not good for me. Um, but I want to I tell you how amazing he made the sun, the stars, the moon, and the sky. Okay, so these are some extreme facts, and like I said, I can't do math for squats. This took me a while to figure out, and I was blown away, not just because um, I can't do math, but I was somehow able to do this, and because he not only knit me together and gave me one-of-a-kind features, but the world that he created of there is the most incredible and impossible-seeming things I have ever had the honor to write a sermon about. Okay, so I'll give you the facts and let you hear them for yourself. Our Earth is 3,958.8 miles in radius. It is 7,917.5 miles in diameter. And 24,901 miles from pole to pole. Okay, so I had no entirely good clue or even a guesstimate on how big the Earth that we temporarily live on is actually. But, like, I was not expecting it to be that big. I don't know why, and I don't know how big I was, but I was just, like, really surprised. Um, The Earth is 92,451 million miles from the Sun. I also had to figure out the 100,000 million billion. I had to go way up to... um, trillion it was confusing um with that said the sun is 109 times bigger than the earth and 1.3 earths can fit inside the sun if the sun was any bigger any smaller any hotter or any colder there's a good chance that we wouldn't be here so the fact that he made it just 109 times bigger than the earth is pretty insane to me The closest star known to earth now this one got me because you look up at the sky and if you can picture it even right now in your head no you don't have to close your eyes for this um you just like you're looking up at the sky and of course there's whatever i don't even know what they're called the 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 star shaped people animal things yeah i don't know what are those called that i don't even know i'll have to try to figure that one out but um you look up and you can you can find shapes and animals and even just some of these bright stars that you're like, that's really cool and they're really bright and they seem so far away, but like they also seem really close at the same time. So this star that's closest known closest to Earth is called the Proxima Centauri. It is twenty four trillion nine hundred and eighty-four billion ninety-two million. 897,000 and hundred miles from the earth so that is approximately 25 trillion miles that's just i i can't even comprehend that i mean i can't really even comprehend 92 uh million but that's just crazy to me um if we could travel at the speed of light which is 186,000 miles per second it would still take us 4.22 years to get there. That doesn't seem possible. I don't understand that. It, it, I sat there thinking about this, and I got really excited to tell my mom, and she was just annoyed at me. <laughs> All right, so let's take this somewhere else. We, take, we sit two planets in front of Jupiter. Because if Jupiter was not there, we would get taken out by an asteroid bigger than the Earth itself. That's pretty scary. Because Jupiter is 318 times bigger than the earth, Jupiter gets impaled between one and five times a month, protecting the earth and us. Thank you to Jupiter and God for creating it. Um, Alright, so in closing, we have Revelation 4.11 with NIV. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. So the next time that I'm like, why am I here? doesn't seem like you're around. What are you using me for? I have to remember that you created me because I have a plan, and um, I have to honor you, glorify you, and just remember that you have plans for me. All right, so the next time you or I get asked a question along those lines, or maybe you and myself get into some of those thoughts, we can say faithfully and trustworthy that not only did our guide create us in his image, in his workmanship, with his hands, but he also made us one of a kind with our own DNA and fingerprints. So no, you are not worthless or small. God wants to use you, and he has plans for you. So, if he created the universe and all its amazing characteristics to keep you and me safe, he can use the sun, the stars, the moon, the earth, and other planets, just imagine what he can use you and others for. I'm going to go to Psalm 139, 14. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. This is CSB, and I was kind of going through to um, figure out which one gives like the utmost detail and how amazing this actually is. But I'm going to read it again. I will praise you because I have been remarkably... And wondrously made. Your works are wondrous and I know this very well. So I just want to throw another little fact out there for you. I was curious about the clouds. It was kind of funny because you look up at a cloud and your average cloud, because of course, talk about middle school. I learned all about clouds and I don't even remember Jack Squat. But um there's a lot of different clouds. But your basic clouds that you see every day that are just big old poofy clouds, um, they sit between 10 and 60 feet above the ground. And I find that interesting because they are roughly a mile and a half long and about a half a mile wide. So they're big. But what's kind of interesting is that the sun looks so small sitting up there when we're outside enjoying it but a simple cloud that's a mile and a half long can roll on by full of water and gases and it can change our earth's temperature by say 10 degrees give or take and it can also darken it dramatically i find that interesting because you can literally use a single cloud a puff of gases and water to change the temperature and the light effect. So I just think about it, and I think this will always be in my head. I hope and pray that I can, you guys can use this and that I can even use it someday on my own kids because this is such an amazing um, message that he really put on my heart. I mean, all of these facts and everything I said in here, this is all what he just transferred over into my heart to write down so i will hope and pray that you can use this and if you can't use it for yourself then maybe family members friends children anyone um but that's all i have for you pretty basic but pretty remarkable at the same time i suppose we shall pray now Heavenly Father, thank you for the sermon. I thank you for the message that it holds and for the very crazy facts that brought it together. Lord, you made the heavens and the earth. You made us, like everything is just made so intricately and even us, we are made so intricately. So the next time me or these people get thoughts in their heads, or someone comes to them with thoughts in their heads that God can't really use them, or they're not worth being on this earth anymore, I pray that you'll help this sermon to just kick in and the message it holds at the fact that he made us one of a kind and he has a plan and purpose for you and he's had it since you were even born he knew your name he knew where you're gonna go and what you were gonna do so I pray that you'll remind us that and that we leave here today we can take this message and spread it with anyone who you feel is is um needed of it so I pray that you will bless this our hearts and uh that everyone will have a blessed day i pray in your name amen
1: amen thank you that was a good sermon there's just a couple of things i want to go over with you but we won't do that on air here um a couple maybe changes per se if you would man i don't like my microphone ay, yeah ay. Uh, how's that? Is that? A, oh, that's a little bit better. That's actually a lot better. I like that a lot better. Okay, so that's better. So yeah, we'll I, we'll go over a few things, and um, but for the most part, I I thought it was a very good sermon. What do you think? Yeah. You gotta slow down though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, you were only at like twenty-two minutes.
2: Yeah, I know. I time myself. Yeah.
1: So, what is... I
2: think it's a lot different when they're, like, sitting there with paper. Like, I even have, like, notes to, like, walk away and, like, run with it a little bit. When there's people interacting and you can see facial expressions.
1: Well, you got to pick your head up and look at people in order to do that.
2: I will do my best, but it's a little bit different talking in... You could have
1: looked looked at me like you're looking at me I
2: tried, and you just sat there and laughed half the time, so...
1: I didn't laugh half the time. I laughed one time.
2: One time? Okay. Yeah, one time. Okay.
1: So... All right. Do you have anything else to add for your I'm week? Good. Any God moments?
2: Mm, not gonna, not that I can think of right now.
1: You've got no God moments?
2: Um, this was unexpected, so I can't think of it. Seriously? Another. Seriously, what?
1: You have no God moments.
2: I don't know. Do you have any God moments?
1: I have lots of God moments. Um, none specifically that I would share, I guess, today. I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What else is going on, anything? As to what? Anything special going on, nothing?
2: No, I applied for a job
1: Oh, you did apply for a job, that's right The
2: yeah. barista
1: The barista uh, I'm going to Wellspring Church tomorrow To do some recording stuff for them And then we have church on Sunday So That's about it for a week, it's been a quick week
2: we gotta get Jamin on here one of these times.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, call him on.
1: Yeah, or he could just come out here on a Saturday instead of you guys gallivanting around the countryside.
2: We really don't do that. We end up at the house by like four o'clock, so
1: Right.
2: It's the only place we can be without parents, so
1: this is true. <laughs> but I'm a parent and I'm here, so Oh, you mean his parents? What? You mean his parents?
2: No, I'm not dissing his parents.
1: No, <laughs> That wasn't a catch. I wasn't trying to catch you.
2: No, but seriously, we should get him on a call.
1: Why would we call him when he could just be here?
2: Or be here. Either way, it doesn't matter. We don't
1: need to call him.
2: It'd be fun. I like calling. Yeah. It feels like so, we're a so radio you, Yeah, right,
1: so that you guys can just sit there and talk all your nonsensical talk.
2: No, it's fun. It's like a radio station.
1: All right. Well. Goodbye. That was a 26-minute uh, podcast. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts, and uh, what the Lord laid on your heart. So mm-hmm. it was a good one.
2: See ya. You could
1: truly been a pleasure uh, speaking with everyone tonight. I really uh, hope that you enjoyed it and that uh, you'll tune back in. We're hopeful that this podcast takes off and um, we'll have some good content. If you enjoy it, leave some comments. If you didn't enjoy it, leave some comments. You know, I'll only be able to build on this uh, from your feedback. So we appreciate that. Keep it
0: clean, keep it nice and keep it safe and healthy. We'll talk to you guys later.